Hi, I'm Edwin Ma, and thanks very much for joining me for the second episode of Bored to Sleep. I know it's some time since the first one was uploaded, but I was hoping that you'd be able to get the idea of relaxing and being able to get to sleep without all the tossing and turning that goes on when we work ourselves into a state of anxiety and it seems impossible we're ever going to get to sleep before the sun comes up. Now, it's particularly uh, appropriate, I think, for this particular time to be doing a second episode, because anxiety is something many of us, if not all of us, have been feeling over these past weeks with the pandemic of the coronavirus. When you talk to somebody, it's going to be the topic of conversation. When you turn on the radio, the TV, or look at a newspaper website, it's coronavirus headlines all the way. And I think that that's not going to help us get a good state of mind and body, especially when we want to go to sleep, if we're beset by the alarmist headlines and content that we keep digesting. So I've come up with an acronym for NEWS, N-E-W-S. It's the industry, actually, I've worked in all my life. But I have a feeling that we could be coming down with another strain of COVID-19. And that's from over-straining our consumption of news about the coronavirus. So my acronym for news is the Neurotic Endemic Worry Syndrome. And there is a chance you've been addicted too, like me. And while it does take persistence, self-diagnosis can in fact lead to a cure. I talked about this when I was interviewed just a few weeks ago on local radio here in Melbourne, Australia, by the host of the ABC Weekend program, Libby Gore. She asked me about uh, what I felt about the coverage of news and how it had changed since I worked at the ABC for 20 years. And uh, after the time that I left to go to China, which was in 2003, I left Australia to go to work in English language media in China as a news anchor and a voice coach. So I've always thought about this business of reading the news and writing the news and how there seems to be a growing appetite for news of a negative nature. You know, lots of local bulletins, I'm sure if you live in some parts of the world where you turn on your local news and it's all about the crime wave which has been affecting your community and we prick up our ears, we listen intently to what it's about or we think, I'm not going to listen to all that. I'm going to think of other things of a more positive nature. But it's so easy to get hooked into the cycle of negativity, and that's especially so during this current pandemic. And I know that we do have to be aware of what's happening around us. We have to not only take care of ourselves, but our loved ones as well, and the greater community. There is, of course, a time to concentrate on what we need to know, but it doesn't need to feed into the time that we want to wind down and go to sleep. So I hope you can get a chance to listen again to that first episode where I made the point of trying to remember what you'd eaten during the day. 
the most boring thing, but the most difficult to think about what you had for breakfast, then what did you do, then what you had for lunch, the activities, briefly recall them that followed, but then try to recall in detail what you had for dinner. And it, it does go on to the point where your body starts to relax. It's such a boring subject, even if you had been out to a nice restaurant or somebody's place for a meal, which is not likely in these current times. But, you know, that very um, routine way of going back over what you did for the day is a good way of getting yourself off to sleep. So let's go back to what I was talking about at the beginning of this second episode, and that is the way that we have this growing appetite for consuming negative stories. And I have no doubt that it's become a byproduct of the current public health crisis and our obsession with hearing about the COVID-19 pandemic 24 hours a day. And as a journalist and consumer of news, I trust and rely on reputable sources of information. And without doubt, they deserve our highest praise for their frontline dedication in this crucial 24-hour cycle of keeping us informed. But like visitors who don't want to overstay their welcome, we have the right to politely step back and thank our hosts, promising to visit after a shortish interval. Rather than leading a movement to replicate ostriches hiding their heads in the sand, I'm just advocating appropriate periods of time out from the neurotic endemic worry syndrome. Now, I'm not alone in promoting the idea of managing our access to maintain perspective and not let this obsession overwhelm us. Uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Dr. David H. Rosmarin, who's founder and director of the Centre for Anxiety in New York. And in an interview, he declared, don't let the news cycle dictate your emotions. I saw Dr. Rosmarin's interview on the website Mental Floss, and he said, the coronavirus situation is dynamic and seems to change by the hour, resulting in people feeling compelled to stay on top of updates by constantly checking for new information. While that can be stressful at any time, it can affect your ability to relax if you surf news outlets just before going to sleep. People need to be shutting off information an hour before they go to bed. It's very unlikely that an update will be so urgent or pressing it would lose relevance by morning. Sleep is critical to a healthy immune system, and giving yourself an opportunity to unwind is important. Those words of Dr. Osmaran are something that I want to pass on to you because it all ties in with our efforts to have a good night's sleep and be able to wind down, and especially at this particular time, these strange times that we're going through at the moment. I've also been uh, a victim of this neurotic endemic worry syndrome because um, I wrote an article not long ago for a website called openforum.com.au, 
based here in Australia. And I admitted my own capture to my self-declared syndrome. I've tried weaning myself off, but more than once I've rejoined my fellow human hamsters on the wheel of anxiety. Our precious hours ticking as we keep clicking on our smartphones. My own day usually started checking the South China Morning Post, then rushing on to the BBC News app, and then ABC Australia, uh, the website of the ABC radio and television uh, broadcaster. And then next I would go to the Melbourne newspaper The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald and finish off with the New York Times. But of course, it wouldn't uh, finish off with that. About uh, 10 minutes or half an hour later, I'd be on the cycle again. So, it's newspapers with breakfast, ears at the radio with lunch and eyes on the TV at night. My addiction to the cacophony was proof that I had become a victim of the neurotic endemic worry syndrome. But I have decided that enough is enough, even if it's taken me until now to call a halt. I think you'll find that you might also have been through a similar process. This morning, I mounted a push bike that my grandchildren have loaned me and headed for an hour's exercise along the Bayside Cycleway, which goes along the coast towards the CBD of Melbourne. It was really delightful, breathing in the fresh, salty air all the time, trying to maintain that social distancing. And here in Australia, we've adopted this um, social distancing it to be considerate and safe to others, as well as, of course, to protect ourselves in a way that the measures are definitely working to keep the infection numbers low. And I hope that that's going to be the case in your part of the world too. But going back to this wheel of anxiety, now I've taken on a more news-less fix, and it's working. I slept soundly last night and felt a huge sense of relief while making sure that I do follow the sensible advice for maintaining the best possible health. I know, I'm sure that I know, <laughs> I'll gradually start randomly checking those updates again. But my advice to you is to choose a reliable source for your main news consumption. Avoid flicking endlessly here, there and everywhere in constant search for the worst, especially before bedtime. Turn on some soothing music and leave the phone in a place on its own. It's something that really could make a big difference to the way you not only get to sleep, but to your life. It may, in fact, boost your immune system and give you the ammunition to avoid this thing mentally as well as physically. So some thoughts there for you and do uh, go back over the first episode of Bored to Sleep and get that routine of relaxing and having a good night's sleep. So until next time, thanks for being with me. Take care and all the best to you and those around you. I'm Edwin Maher. Until next time, bye for now.